Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Justin McElroy, this is a marital tour of misguided medicine. Uh, I'm Sydney. Um, honey? Yes, dear. What, what's wrong with you? Well, Sid, I'm feeling kind of down because I feel like I've put on a lot of weight lately. Oh, honey, I think you look great. I don't, I don't, okay, dear. I don't think you've put on any weight. It's true, I, I... Just a, a, a half pound or so in the last week, but I really, really feel, um, I, I feel very hefty. What, did you put that weight on in your vocal cords? No, this is how I talk, Sydney, because I'm a giant fat person. <laughs> oh. This is how I talk now. I don't know, I don't know if we can do a whole show of you talking that way, honestly. I don't it, know. It's a great strain. Could you could you jump up and do a few jumping jacks real quick or some push-ups? Some like the presidential okay. fitness test. Could you do some some like okay. pull-ups? Hey. 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 Did you hang on that bar for a while with your chin over it? I didn't it- a- I didn't actually lose any weight. I'm 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 using my uh uh portly voice. Your portly voice. <laughs> this is my port- I like that. I like how PC that word is there. This is my portly. Well, it's to distinguish it from my my giant fat person voice, which is my normal normal uh uh, uh voice but Aww. this is my portly boy is everybody in the everybody in the audience at home oh don't feel bad for him he's trying to get back on the horse anyway earlier when i said a marital tour of misguided medicine that's the thing right it's a tour is that what we say i, I couldn't remember i think it's a tour it's a tour um yeah and today right. we're gonna we are your guides this is a tour sydney's gonna help me to shed some of these last lbs with a lot of hit dieting tips that are as relevant now as they were in uh the 1700s that's right because the presidential fitness test really just doesn't work um i could never hang on that bar for longer than well exactly as long as it took for them to move the stool out from under me and we're perpetuating this myth that anyone can do sit-ups well i mean i can do body the human do sit-ups the human body it's all, it's all joints. I'll have to explain it to you afterwards. It's okay. just not, it's well, not we'll do we'll do another podcast on the impossibility of sit ups later this month. Maybe yeah, the impossibility of sit ups is my fi- favorite Arcade Fire album. On the eighth week of August, we do the impossibility of sit ups podcast. Uh, Sydney, take me all the way back. Let's climb into our 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 time machine here and say I 
uh, I see that your first dieting tip is from 1727. It it would seem to me uh, I'm surprised. I guess that we had that we had fat people. You should know before we uh, start this show. Uh, I am myself overweight. So it, when I say fat people, I mean it with all the love in the world. Uh, uh, I've lived my life as a fat person. So there's really no malice meant. I just want all of us to get back on this horse and just feel great about us, you know? I, I would also like to go on record as saying that I think you're perfect. You're too kind. It's true. 1727. So I, I suppose there were probably people trying to lose weight prior to 1727. Uh, this was just as far back as I found actual dietary recommendations. Uh, and I mean, I think that we have to assume, and, and I didn't read this necessarily, but we have to assume that there was a long time where there wasn't enough food for everybody. So we probably weren't so concerned with not, you know, gaining weight. We were more concerned with staying alive and sustaining, you know, like our our functions. So at some point, people had enough food. And then at that point, they ate too much of it. And then they had to start trying to lose it. God, that's so messed up when I I say it that way. But the furthest (laughs) crazy diet recommendation back that I found was from 1727, and I'm sure there are older ones. But uh, at the time, a theory came out that uh, we noticed that people who were overweight tended to live near swamps. Okay. I like that. I like that this started like this because it reinforces what my theory was about uh, why we didn't see more dining tips is because we were so dumb that we didn't know that food and being chubby were related. This is my this is my belief at this point. No, I well, I mean, we have to figure that there was a point where people did not make the connection that big people ate more and little people probably didn't. So at the time, it may as well. Well, uh, we we tend to see really big people near swamps. So try not to live near a swamp <laughs> if you can. <laughs> well, that's not the craziest idea, right? Because you see. While while the the food are you about to make a case for why swamps make people fat? No, that that is crazy. No, I, I I mean while the connection between food and fat may be pretty obvious to us now, I would think that you know back in those days, you had to go on what you could see with the naked eye, and you saw people who were thinner who ate a lot because we didn't understand anything like metabolism or whatever. So you know it might right. have been hard to make those connections. Well, we didn't make those connections, and then there was. You know, we're also, there's the other thing where we're battling a whole period of time where it was considered a mark of, you know, you were well off if you were heavier. Right. So once we even did understand the connection between food and your weight, um, it was, you know, uh, rich people weighed more. They were and so, corpulescent. Yeah. So you wanted to be overweight because you were just telling society, hey, I got food. You don't. Dig. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad for you, buddy. Let me eat cake. <laughs> Look at this turkey leg. Doesn't it look yummy? <laughs> Bet you wish you had one. You Too bad. One? Throw it at you, peasant. By the 1800s, though, with the Victorian period, people really, really liked that whole... And we talked about it in the tuberculosis episode. Or, no, in the plague episode. When did we talk about TB? Um, we talked about tuberculosis. People like to look like they had tuberculosis. It bleeding. Was, it was in the bleeding it episode. It was in the bleeding episode. People love to look like they had TB. People love to look frail and um breakable i don't know why so they starved themselves in the 1800s it was I like, very popular i like to look unbreakable that's where i wear a green raincoat around everywhere uh like bruce willis just like bruce willis man it film unbreakable <laughs> uh so you know which actually was probably a, i mean is it a good idea no is it a good way to lose weight sure mm-hmm. sure you'll lose weight if you starve yourself so a lot of people in the 1800s just didn't eat 
because it was very popular to look pale and thin and fragile. An odd time all around. Mm-hmm. Victorians. Um, in the 1820s, Lord Byron actually was kind of our first, our, our pioneer of diets, of weird diets, when he told everybody to just drink vinegar and water. I mean, that'll do it. Yeah, it would make you throw up sometimes. Other times it would give you diarrhea. In general, you would lose weight. Sure, right. I mean, vinegar. Boy, can you imagine after a long, hard day at the gristle factory i don't know what they had in the 1800s <laughs> you get, you get home, just kick back a cold vinegar on water it, it should be noted that lord byron hadn't had like all the eating disorders right or say an eating disorder he was a bulimic he was an anorexic um his dietary tips were probably not ones we should follow right yeah uh i think it's interesting that we look back to 1863 for um the first time when uh, someone like decided they were going to address the the public, you know, address the people at large. <laughs> that was not meant to be a pun, and tell them to not be so, quite so large. And uh, William Banting wrote the letter on corpulence, addressed to the public, <clears throat> where he basically said, "Look, look, guys, it's 1863. Food is abundant. We're people all back getting... in those days like to announce the year a lot. They were very proud <laughs> they made it as far. Listen, Listen. we all know it's 1863." <laughs> It's we're all getting a little large. It's time to cut back. And so Banting became popular. That's what they called it, Banting, which meant Which is interesting because his name's already a gerund and they and they just sort of So they just took it. Yeah. And made it a thing you might do, which is when you would eat a low calorie and low carb diet. Not a bad idea actually. Okay, William Banting. Uh, Banting. On point. Yeah. I like that the first guy that came up with the diet pretty much got it. An actual like diet. The first guy out was like, "Yeah, this will work. <laughs> Try which this." Is, which is perfect because so a guy came up with a good idea on how to lose weight, and then for you know a hundred or so years, more than that, two hundred years, people were going to come up with a lot of stupid ways to lose weight because it was too easy. Uh, um, did we understand what carbohydrates were back then? We were we were this was already part of the nomenclature. No, I should say this. When I say low carbohydrate, that's me using that terminology. He said you should eat a lot of meat and vegetables and you shouldn't eat a lot of bread. Okay. And pastries and sweets and things like that. So he didn't say carbohydrates, but he knew that there was something about those grains. There's something about those grains. Make, make They're so full. yummy. They're so delicious. Um this was followed by a lot of stupid ideas. The first of which <laughs> Was Horace Fletcher in the 1900s who came up with Fletcherism? That just does not sound. That does not sound appealing to me. No, uh, Fletcherism involved um, chewing your food, and then either either chew it so much that it's a liquid, and I guess maybe you don't want to swallow it, or actually actively spit it out. And they had like pots, places like ads where like put spit your choo choo here. Which meant like, you know, chew this food up and then spit it out and then you won't gain weight. Hey, hon, uh, do you want to go out to dinner tonight? You know, I have found recently that going to dinner has become profoundly unappealing. They've got those. I mean, they've everybody's spitting out their food into buckets, and I really I, let's stay in. Can we just stay here? Can we get Thai delivered? Could we stay and swallow our food? Let's just let's just go nuts let's, tonight. Let's not chew it a hundred times. <laughs> let's just swallow it. Let's and be then bad. Let's just swallow it. Um, the thought was that even if you did swallow it, once you chewed it a hundred times, it was a liquid and there wasn't anything in there that you would digest, so you wouldn't gain weight. That's inaccurate. Yep, that's inaccurate. inaccurate. That's not right. 
Nice, so. nice try, humans. But you can imagine that everyone in the 19, early 1900s had very powerful jaws. Yeah, right. The most powerful. By 1918, people really like had come up with the idea of calorie counting. They knew there was energy in food. Um, there were crude ways of measuring it. And Dr. Lulu Hump Peters was the first one to say, like, hey, maybe if you just like tried not to eat so many calories, you might lose weight. Well, she wasn't the first, right? No. Didn't uh, Bunt, Bant, uh, Banting said that right, too, right? Well, that's true. But this was a doctor. He probably didn't know about calories, though. No, he was more just saying, like, don't eat a lot of food. Okay. She was actually talking about counting your calories and the idea that you probably expended calories when you exercise. I wonder if we had a lot of information back then about how many calories a thing had. It's not hard to do that. You can measure it just in how much heat something gives off. A lot of a lot of people probably did it back in chemistry lab in college when yeah. they burned a peanut. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? No one, just me? Just Sydney. Okay. All right. Um, I think my favorite, though, is in 1925 when uh, Lucky Strike came out with a great diet. Oh, man. I can. I, I like it. It was. I mean, they. it was it was succinct. I'm already seeing where we're going with this. Brevity is the soul of weight loss. <laughs> Reach for a Lucky instead of a sweet. Yeah. I mean, that'll get it done. There you go. Sure. They recognized that nicotine was an appetite suppressant, so just, you know, smoke. <laughs> smoke a bunch. I, I I mean, that's why, and you know, on uh, if you look at a lot of uh, dessert menus in the 20s, most of them did have cigarettes on them. <laughs> there was pile of cigarettes, cigarettes a la mode, cigarettes flambe. Actually, it's the only way you can have cigarettes, but still. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like it when you laugh. Sorry. No, <laughs> that was funny. No. Well, thanks. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. <laughs> we're here every Friday, usually. Uh, so a lot of people were smoking and they weren't eating, <laughs> which wasn't a, not the best plan. Can't but they do also both at once, grosso. At the t- <laughs> during the time, um, that was the beginning of people using laxatives, for instance, and people came out with a lot of bogus diet pills as well. With all kinds of ingredients that oh, didn't God, make you lose you weight. you know that it was insane. You know they were nutty. There were probably cocaine pills. Who this knows? Pig cartilage. The 20s. Go nuts. Yeah, eat this. Eat this it'll thing. Make you, it'll make you skinny. Um, in the 30s, though, there was actually like a, okay, so now we have a thing. This is a thing you can eat. It's easy. It's attainable. We, we know where it is. It's just eat a grapefruit. Okay. Just eat half right, a grapefruit with on, every wait, meal. Wait, hold on. Okay, I'm done with my grapefruit now. What? Okay, now you're going to be skinny. That's it? It was a very popular diet in Hollywood. All the stars ate grapefruits, so they thought, well, hey, we'll just eat a grapefruit. Now, is this in addition to or instead of your regular uh, No, meal? you eat it before your meal, and in theory, you should eat less. Ugh. And then, you know, what's funny is that later in the 70s, um, this would be known as the Mayo Clinic diet because it was mistakenly attributed to the Mayo Clinic. But but no, not no. The Mayo Clinic never endorsed this diet, but it, but for a while, a lot of people jumped on board because they thought they did. I got a good diet. I just came up with like it's called a brush your teeth diet. Just try to eat grapefruit after you brush your teeth. You will just you will just die. I don't like grapefruit. I'm not a big it fan. Tastes yucky. I, I'll put some sugar on there, but that seems like defeatist. My mom used to eat it with sweet and low. Oh, like sweet and low is not terrible. Can you imagine that grapefruit and sweet and low? I Forget remember that it. from my youth. Forget about it. Kids think they don't like fruits and vegetables because their parents put sweet and low on it. 
They also came out in the 30s with a lot of soaps that would slim you down. Weight really? loss soaps. I bet you. I bet you. you could w- walk into your local, your local Barney's and and find a soap that supposedly helps you lose weight. I guarantee. Well, they used to have those creams TV. that would get rid of your cellulite. So why not a soap that gets rid of your fat? And up until then, you know, up until the 40s, this whole idea of weight loss was kind of like a, um, it was largely a, a female. I should say thing. It was all the ads were targeted at women. It was believed that women wanted to be skinny, that it wasn't really men trying to lose weight. In the 40s, it became um, kind of a both both genders should be interested. And it was really a patriotic thing at that point. The American government got involved. Uh, So it was a time of war. And the thought was we need our, um, you know, our young Americans to be fit in order to be good soldiers. So we need a good fighting force. So that was the first time when like the government started to get involved in like nutritional standards, the food pyramid, you know, advising people like fitness initiatives, how to get in shape, how to get healthy, telling people not to be overweight. Uh, I mean, that's how far back that dates. And, you know, we see that today. We joked about the presidential fitness test, but the government's been involved in keeping people are you skinny telling me for a long time? Are you telling me Uncle Sam wants me to be skinny so I can help him kill Nazis? Is this what you're telling me? That's what I'm telling you. Your government is calling on you I'll, to I'll, eat this grapefruit. <laughs> Please eat this grapefruit. Please chew this food a hundred times and then spit it out, and then the, smoke a cigarette, and you can you too, you too can be part of our fighting forces. I'm in. Sign me up. Give me a gun. <laughs> Give me two guns. And the thing is, you know, as government recommendations came out, they always were pretty, pretty benign, pretty bland. Like, try to eat a balanced diet. Don't eat too much. Try to exercise. All sound. All sound. But nobody wants to do that. That's too hard. So on we go with the parade of stupid ideas. How about a cabbage soup diet? That doesn't sound filling. You want to eat cabbage soup? You can eat all the cabbage soup you want. I guarantee you will spend so much time in the bathroom, you will not be able to eat very much cabbage soup. Because uh, you have to make room in your schedule, you have to pencil that in. Exactly. Ugh. Ugh, I'm not trying to eat. And that was soup it. Today. The fifties, the fifties, you know, gave birth to the cabbage soup diet. That. I should also note that by the fifties, you know, weight was becoming. I shouldn't say weight was becoming an issue, but it was. It was recognized that there was a subset of the population that was overweight. Okay. You know, and and people began to, you know, in the clothing industry notice that hey there's a whole section of people we could market to and so lane bryant in particular came out with a great series of ads that you can look up online if you're interested called calling all chubbies oh my god that's fantastic calling all chubbies i got the vapors that's so good that is the word they use i will get a t-shirt with a calling all chubbies ad on it right now not plus size not whatever they say the euphemisms now women with curves Mm-hmm. All the things. No, they they calling all chubbies. That's um, a terrible. Can you imagine? I mean, they, these were their. This is what they ran. Those, their ads because they're they're expecting a s- segment of the population to look at that and say, hey, "Oh, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm answering." Chubby I'm, girls, chubby teens. There were all kinds of ads. I hear. For, you, I hear you ringing. I'm gonna pick that up. And so, of course, I think that we can, I'm going to go ahead and correlate these two. So in response to calling all Chubby's ads, um, by 1954, people were practicing the tapeworm diet. (laughs) Yes. Now we're getting to something that works. So are you familiar with tapeworms, Justin? Love them. Ate one today. Didn't tell you. Shouldn't have mentioned it. 
You don't know what tapeworms are. They're okay. They're worms that you put in your tongue, and they eat the food that is down there with you. That's actually not so far off. I know, Sydney. So they're intestinal parasites. You're not actually supposed to eat them. People um, traditionally had, you know, accidentally ingested them in food that was not so safe. But they do. They attach themselves to your intestinal wall, and they eat all of your nutrients. I love that. It's it's uh, you know what it is. It's it's conservation of energy. It says I'm not gonna let this. I'm full. But I'm not gonna let this plate of ham and eggs go to waste. I'm gonna let feed it to my feed it to my feed slid- it to my tummy worm. Feed it to my cylindrical buddy. <laughs> get in, get in it, the uh, analid. Get these, in there. These dudes get long. Oh yeah, they are real long. How do you get them out? Do I want to know how you get them out? Well, I mean, you can take medicine. Nah, that's boring. But then they, well, you take, but I mean, you know how they come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's very important that you don't like break them in half while you're removing them. Oh, no. No, You don't want all that to spill into your gut because then you get this big inflammatory response with the eosinophils. It's a big mess. So you really need to pull them out in one long string. So you take a medicine that kills them. So they detach (laughs) because they're little. And I mean, you want to be freaked out. You look at a picture of that of their little their little scary teeth no, clamped into the inside of your intestine so that they, you kill them that let that lets go and then you sit on the toilet and just wait inch by inch yard by yard you remove that sucker just get out of there buddy yeah it takes a while no more free ride for you you know what's funny is when i was looking up um information about the tapeworm diet because you really could buy a capsule of parasite you know they sold them in a capsule and it was the tiny little parasite that you would swallow and then it would become attached to your intestinal wall and then you lost weight because you were malnourished um the uh every time i looked up something about these parasites Mm -hmm. i found a picture of tyra banks well well, that's weird she take one i i I think that she did a show once, her Tyra show, she talked about tapeworms. I think that's actually the reason I kept finding that. But I'm going to go ahead and completely lie and say that Tyra Banks swallowed a tapeworm. Did, did Th- Tyra- that's an utter lie that I just made up, and I, I'm going to say it. Did Tyra Banks swallow a tapeworm, or did her literary alter ego, Creamy de la Creme, uh, swallow a tapeworm? No, cre- uh, honey. Creamy de la Creme was not her literary alter ego. Tuki de la Creme is her literary alter ego. Now who's Creamy de la Creme? That's her mom. Okay, come on. Model Land people on Amazon now. Pick it up. I don't really think that Tyra Banks swallowed a tapeworm, but I just lied and said she did. So there. It's on podcast now. Now as as Can't erase this. as time moved forward. People came up with just a lot of different ways of eating to lose weight. So in the 60s, I mean, everybody's heard about the Mediterranean diet. Eat a lot of olive oil, drink a lot of red wine. Mm -hmm. You'll get real skinny. I have not heard of this. Oh, yes, you have. Everybody has. The people in the Mediterranean region. You're just making me feel bad now. Oh, I'm sorry. They were skinnier than us. That's why we all eat olive oil. Well, that and Rachel Ray told us to. Yeah. E-V-O-O, she said. Exactly. Um, In 1963, Weight Watchers was founded. By a housewife who said she ate too many cookies, so she just had to help all the other this housewives. This is classic of the world. America. I eat too many cookies. I'm a founded group about it. Hey, I have a cool solution for you. Maybe just pump it on the chips ahoy, lady. Not so fast, because in 1975, the cookie diet did come out. <laughs> Got ahead of us. I'm sorry. There was a doctor who invented special cookies that he said were made with amino acids that would help you lose weight. Just eat the just eat these cookies. 
Yeah, this is a it should diet. be noted that like everything's made with amino acids, but whatever. This is a diet I could get into. Is this still around? Is that still cooking? Um, it what there was a resurgence, like in the late nineties, I think early two thousands of the cookie diet. But they're special cookies. I'm I think they're like the equ- cookie equivalent of like the super donut. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, okay, a yeah, special full. nutritionally fortified cookie. Oh my god, where's the super donut diet? I would get into that. You know, the 70s also gave us um, the Sleeping Beauty diet, which uh, Elvis tried, which just means, like, go to sleep for several days and then you won't eat so much. (laughs) Sustainable. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, Also, the Prolin diet, which was developed by a doctor, where he made this liquid, Prolin, out of the uh, slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse byproducts of animals, like hooves, horns, tendons, bones. You just drink this. Here's here's my here's my impression of the testing period for the Perlin diet. Hey, do you want to drink this? Nope. It works. <laughs> Some people did drink it. It only had 400 calories. It had zero nutrients, and a lot of them had heart attacks. Perfect. So it was a bad idea. Yeah. Roger Lynn, MD. Don't no. No. Bad job. It was a good try. That was a bad job. It was a bad try, actually. I don't know and what that's do. I, I mean that's not the one. that's not the first time okay. that stuff was developed that was actually pretty scary you know because the 70s brought us things that were reasonable like slim fast but then they also brought us dexatrim okay slim fast is not reasonable i have to take umbrage with you on this i'm sorry it is milkshakes if you only have a milkshake for breakfast and a milkshake for lunch yes you're right you will only get whatever 600 calories that is not a diet that is just only milkshakes you could have anything and also I did slim fast for like two months, and then afterwards, if I drink orange juice in the morning, I throw up. That still happens today. It ruined me, Sydney. I can't drink orange juice in the morning because it's slim fast. That's a that's a sad story that you told. You didn't. It's not on their sheet, so I'm just mentioning. I'm it. I'm sorry. I will say this: that I think if you're gonna have to drink a milkshake for breakfast and lunch, it could taste better than slim fast. Well, not if you want to lose weight. I don't think anybody loses weight with slim fast. I don't. I really hated doing it, you know, because the one thing about it is, I was still hungry because it is a it is not a large milkshake. Well, you think you were hungry on that? You should have been a breatharian. What do uh? What do breatharians? What do breatharians into? In the 1980s, breatharians came around, and they believed that if you were in true harmony with the new universe, you really didn't need food or water. Perfect. I love it. So one one um, advocate of this lifestyle was on 60 Minutes and almost died of dehydration. <laughs> when I was looking at your, sh- I'm not laughing at her. That's terrible. Well, almost. She didn't. Okay, she didn't terrible. die. No, she uh, tried to live on air. It didn't work. She's okay. Um, well, she was. She was then. She's probably. I don't know how now. she is now. Uh, doesn't look like she's doing a lot of healthy living. Um, I, I when I was looking at her, she just now I thought it said a woman demonstrating it for 60 minutes. Almost died of dehydration. She's like, well, come on, lady. You can't make it. <laughs> you got an hour without food and water. An hour and you are and water gone. Dead. But it's true. I mean, when we talk about unhealthy diet fads, I mean, look, Dexatrim, as I mentioned, came out in the late 70s, and um, it definitely caused strokes. It was a diet pill, a stimulant, and people died. And that is not. And that was the beginning of the, the diet and pill fad that. where... You know, Fen Fen and all that that came out afterwards where people were taking medicines that were bad for your heart, were causing strokes and heart attacks and arrhythmias and all valvular problems. And I remember Dexatrim being available for a long time. Me too. Also, another thing about Dexatrim, 
the 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 memory I have of it is watching commercials for it on TV as a kid and thinking about how delicious it looked because it was a white, uh, it was a red capsule, and then on the other it was clear, and you could see these tiny red, white, and yellow capulets inside the capsule. So it like looked like little candies being poured into a larger candy. And as a kid, I was like, man, that was really, really good. That was well, delicious. they wanted everybody to like it. It made me hungry. They it, defeated the purpose. It made you hungry, and then you you took the pill, and then you were never hungry again. Perfect. And because, I had a stroke. Because you had a stroke. I had a stroke. Well, I had a good run. Um, in the 80s, we actually started to see real diets start to come around. Like, not just... Um, you know, don't eat or take this pill or eat a cookie. <laughs> Stare at the sun. <laughs> no, <laughs> like actually eat it, you know, eat a certain way. Um, Oprah came out with her liquid diet. That was when she came out with like a a wagon with like 62 pounds worth of fat in it or something and said, I, I just lost all this by not eating food. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the Oprah diet. Aerobics came out. Jazzercise came out. And in 92, Justin's favorite. Oh, my boy. The Atkins diet came out. Robert Atkins up in this piece. That's right. That was God, a, God that, rest his soul. God rest that his was really the beginning of, and you see after 92, like the low carb diets just kind of take over. Low the carb. zone was a lot more about low carb. Not not quite like the Atkins. But. It absolutely works. Just It makes you sad. That's the only problem with it is it made me sad. You know what doesn't work is the blood type diet. Now what is that? Uh, this is when you, based on your blood type, you <laughs> eat certain foods. That makes no sense. It was based on this idea that we had certain um, enzymes in our bodies based on which blood type we were, and so we'd break down different foods, and it was all kind of BS. Before we get too deep into modern uh, solutions for weight loss, um, and this will be a slightly longer episode just because we feel bad about not giving you one last week, but before we get into um, modern solutions about weight loss, I want to mention that, like, if you're doing one of the things that we mentioned in the next hour or so, like that's great. Like, and it's working for you and it's healthy. Like it's not hurting you actively. Like, you know what? Maybe that's just the magic feather you need. Maybe it's just the thing you need to keep you, keep you, uh, keep you going. So don't, you know, don't think like we're discouraging you. If we, if we happen to mention the uh, bogus diet you do. No. And I should say this when I talk about liquid diets, Atkins diets, the zone, South Beach, those kinds of things, I'm not saying that they're bogus. I'm really not. There are plenty of people, and I recognize because you're one of them, honey, who lost weight on the Atkins diet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's just when you're getting into a diet that deprives you of certain things and makes you feel bad, you need to make sure with your doctor that you're doing something that's safe for you. For instance, if you're a diabetic and you're doing the Atkins diet, I talk to your doctor. Because I don't want my diabetics in ketosis, and that's exactly what the Atkins diet, in, you know, intends for you to do. So uh, I would just really make sure that you're, if you're trying one of these diets that's a little medically dicey, talk to your doctor. See, Go I'm, get a PCP. I'm a big believer in, like, the diet that actually works is restriction. And, and whatever, like, restriction actually works for you. Um, you should you should run with it if it's working. Absolutely. Lose the LBs. Yeah, and can I just clarify that when I just said go get a PCP, I didn't say go get PCP. Right. <laughs> I said go get a PCP, by which I mean a primary care physician. And ironically, um, the medical advice that Sydney just gave you is not valid, as we have d given you a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. That's but that right. That doesn't mean you should do the opposite of what she does. Don't, don't get a PCP. <laughs> it just means you can't do it. So what's the zone? 
Uh, the Zone Diet was actually not. It was. It was kind of a play on the Adkins it diet. Is. I mean, it, it is right. It's still a thing. Yeah. No, people are still on the Zone, and it just you're limiting the amount of carbohydrates. You're pumping up the amount of um, veggies and meats that you're eating, but you're not completely eliminating carbs like you're on the Atkins diet. And it has to do with if you're eating certain like good carbs, you can eat more of them. A bigger percentage of your diet can be good carbs like whole grains or brown rice or quinoa or something. But if you're eating like bad carbs, like white bread, then less percentage of your diet can be that, that kind of thing. So, I mean, we're getting back to carbs again. Um, the uh, we also saw saw the rise of the macrobiotic diet, which again was uh, a big focus on vegetables. But then uh, grains came back with that, and that the idea was that it actually fought cancer. If you you know, and Gwyneth Paltrow is the biggest proponent of this diet: grains, local veggies, uh, antioxidants. You can fight cancer this way. But I should point out that all medical organizations say we do not advise this diet for cancer patients. So I don't know that it fights cancer that well. You probably will lose weight, though. What's next? Uh, I think one of my favorite is in the early 2000s, the Vision Diet came out. So you know how red, the color red is supposed to make you hungry? Right. Well, the color blue is supposed to make you not hungry. So um, I think it was a, a Japanese company developed some blue glasses that you could wear, some like blue tinted lenses. And they were marketed as like the vision diet, where these glasses, food will not look as appetizing and you won't eat so much. I swear to God, Sydney, if I ever saw a totally fat dude wearing blue glasses and eating a huge dinner, I think I would probably pray for a meteor to strike me down because <laughs> nothing would ever be more awesome than that exact moment. I love I love the idea of everybody walking around with blue glasses on and staring at donuts going, please don't look so appetizing. Please don't look so yummy. I don't care what filter you have on donuts. Those SOBs are going to look delish. <laughs> this was also the same time period where we saw the um, the idea that you could staple the cartilage of your inner ear mm-hmm. as a way to make you not so hungry. Seems legit. It would suppress your appetite because uh, it was based on an, an acupuncture technique. Oh. Uh, there's a pressure point there and so the thought was well we'll just reduce your appetite it works for like up to six months and then you get tolerant to it um i didn't find any research that this works <laughs> there's no reason to think that's true no maybe it does for you um i would get somebody who's licensed to do it some of the worst fads are um and this is still going on eating cotton balls okay this i would recommend against it probably would make you feel full, but there is no nutrients in cotton balls. Okay, right. That makes sense because they're cotton. And then there was the baby food diet, uh, which is still being touted. Um, again, like not dangerous per se, but you're going to look like kind of a weirdo if you check out at the grocery store with a giant cart full of baby food. What are you What are you eating, Daniel? You know, <laughs> this is my baby food. I love these bananas. Love most bananas. <laughs> My your special boy, my looking thin. <laughs> yes, you're looking thin. Also, please, please go. You don't have any babies. You don't have any. You don't babies. have a and single baby. I saw your baby. cupboards, and they're all baby food. And you're killing me. In 2001, I had to bring this up, Justin, because of our personal experience with Nutrisystem. <laughs> Nutrisystem came out, which I think is a great point because this was when people started saying, you know what? I cannot figure food out. Would you please send me food that I'm supposed to eat? Is I quit. Send me I boxes quit. Just of send food. me boxes of food. I'll eat what you put in the boxes. I don't know what else to do. I'm lost. 
Send me boxes of. And we're allowed to say this because we did Nutrisystem. We did Nutrisystem. Uh, that uh, that was not great. All the f- the cereal tasted like sweet beans from a real cereal factory. Um, and one time I got. I mean, it's diet food, people. It doesn't taste great. It tastes bad. And at one point, I got muffins that had a maggot on them. They uh, sent me a free month of food, though, in exchange for my silence. I don't know what happened. Well, there we go. Which I have yeah. broken. They can have that box of food back because we I certainly never did not eat never all of it. Ate it. Tastes bad, guys. Just to kind of round out the more recent um, f- weight loss techniques, uh, Ally came out in 2007, the medication Ally. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's another great one to mention. This was on the heels of all the ephedra-containing drugs being banned because, you know, they were killing people. Um, Ally came out, and uh, Orlistat is the is the generic name. And this was a novel way to lose weight. It prevents you from absorbing the fat in your food. Well, then where does it go? Well, it goes right out your butt, Justin. Out your butt. But not when you want it to, just when it wants to. I uh I did ally too and the less said about that the better. Yeah. I don't I didn't think you'd want to share that experience. Let's just suffice to say that it's a really great like negative reinforcement because the more fat you eat, the more likely you are to have anal leakage. It's also a really great way to limit your social circle to the people who really, really care about you. And it's also a great reason to never buy white pants again. Right, because of the Um, It probably would help you lose a few pounds if you can stand the side effects, mainly through, again, negative reinforcement. You will never want to make the mistake of eating fat again after you take this pill. Hey, do you want some of this bacon? (laughs) That's hysterical. Do you you Keep it away from me. Keep Keep it away. away. Keep it away. Have you not heard about the anal leakage, David? Um, In 2011, the beta-HCG diet came out. Beta-HCG, a hormone, of course, that is released during pregnancy. It's actually what pregnancy tests check for. Um, so the thought was you get this little vial of HCG, put a drop under your tongue, and you lose weight. Sounds good. Sounds great, doesn't it? Perfect. Uh, and people people probably did lose weight on the diet, but not because of the HCG. Because the diet also required that you eat between five and 800 calories a day. Perfect. Sounds great. Yeah, and that'll work. I mean, you'll be starving, and I don't know what the HCG is doing to you, and I don't want to think about it, but... But that was a big fad. And then I think the most recent that we can talk about that I know people are still doing because it's pretty brand new, came out last year, is the 5-2 diet. Mm -hmm. I I have not heard of this one. No, well, and I had to look it up because I actually was under the impression that you could eat anything you want from 5 a.m. to 2 p.m., which I thought sounded like a pretty sweet deal. Cool diet. That is not at all what it is. Okay. Um, So for five days of the week, you eat whatever you want. You eat normally. I mean, don't binge, but just, you know, eat what you want. And then for two days of the week, you eat like 500 calories a day. You fast, essentially. That sounds pretty good, actually. I can get into that. It doesn't sound too bad um, to do. And people say they're losing weight with it. Again, I don't know that it's encouraging any healthy eating habits, like lifestyle changes or patterns to, like, really make you feel good. But... But five there it two is. Five-two diet. Five-two. So for five days of the week, Monday through Friday, you just go nuts, and then I guess on the weekend, I think I'd, I think I'd reschedule that. I think I'd make it Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday Wednesday, because those days suck that, anyway, that's don't they? That's where you go, um, Sydney. We've gone through a lot of different possible uh, diets. I think 
I, I've tried this, many of these, especially in more recent years. I've tried many of these because I wanted to make sure you weren't hurting yourself. Right. Um, and But the, the thing that I keep coming back to that you help me keep coming back to is the actual real no kidding secret to weight loss. And there is one. And there's a diet that actually genuinely, absolutely, totally every time works. Sydney, what is it? The diet that works is watching what you eat, eating a balanced diet that includes a lot of uh, healthy meats, fruits and vegetables, counting your calories, calories in, calories out, burn more than you eat and exercise, get active. I I think that's the biggest problem is that people wanna focus so much on what they're putting in their bodies and they're not exercising. It's not easy as I can attest, it's not fast. Nope. But it it will work. And there are changes that you can make that'll last a lifetime. And then you can be part of a healthy fighting force brought to you by the U.S. military. <laughs> this was paid. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a government shell. Sydney's a government shell. We hope you had as much fun as we have today. Thank you so much for hanging with us, even though we uh, missed our, 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 our episode last week. Uh, we appreciate you uh, coming back to, to join us again. Uh, we are here every Friday with a new episode. Yeah, and it was totally Justin's fault last week that we were gone. Whoa, why is that, He Sydney? left town. He wasn't here. I couldn't record an episode on my own. Who was I going to tell about this stuff? <laughs> I Sydney does utter the episodes to her uh, to herself when I when to I to our cats. To I our sit cats. and I tell our cats about things. They're not interested. Um, thank you to so much to people who have. Uh, first off, let me say a huge thank you. To our buddies Josh and Chuck from Stuff You Should Know, they uh, gave us a really, really nice plug this week. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. I was ecstatic because I love your show. She really does. I um, do. It, it meant the world to her. Um, <laughs> and thank you so much for for those of you who have hopped on the iTunes and uh, and reviewed our program. That is that is so cool that you that you would do that for us. It it. Um, it, it it actually doesn't just boost our egos, even though it, it does that too. But it um it also is a great way uh, for us to help share the show because when people review it and subscribe to it, then um we get uh you know more more eyeballs on it because iTunes is like, hey, got this hit podcast for you. So uh you you have really helped us out with that. Some of the people who have sent us a review recently, uh, B to the Ryan. Uh, three, three tanker. I think. Just uh, welding. Uh, Carrie Ann M. M. She's a stuff you should know fan that found us. Uh, I can't find an untaken name. Uh, click love. Michael Cthulhu. Uh, Kiefer's uh, Kiefer. Uh, consider the lemming. The hopping glob. Mark Twain. Miss Shadow Play. Maze Albiak. Uh, J Row nine eight three. Mike. C nine seven nine one cupcake cupcake ma- master cupcake hey, master you really are send us some Vinny Longa uh, OMG uh, OMA OM activate I guess Nagi DV mock uh, so many others uh, who have Action Allen of course uh, who have uh, helped reviewed our show uh, in the past couple weeks. I read every single one and I really appreciate it guys thank you so much thank you so much you you are are all the best you can always tweet at us at Justin McElroy. And she's at Sydney McElroy, S-Y-D-N-E-E. And we have a Twitter account at Sawbones where we put out the, uh, the let you know when there's a new episode live. Or if you have any ideas or things you want us to talk about. You can send those to Sawbones at MaximumFun.org. This has been Sawbones. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't 
a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.